Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Okay, we're going to start this episode different. Yep. We're going to start this episode with how much we know exactly what we are doing. (laughs) Right before we we jumped on, so as you guys know, we normally only have three things we look to troubleshoot. Is it on? Is it turned up all the way? And is it plugged in? (laughs) Is it plugged in? Um, So I was like, why do we always start every episode with talking about how we have no idea how our equipment works? So Danny said we're not going to start that way. So... So we did not. No. Nope. <laughs> we know exactly what we're doing. We're yep. very competent. We're 130-something episodes in. Yeah. The next thing we start with is, what are we going to talk about today? <laughs> Which did we decide? So t- it's, it's 2020, and we want to talk about all of the things that come along with the new the year. The end of the decade. The end of all of the things, all of it. I, I, was, being, I was so stressed out at the end of the year in the beginning How come? Of the I I just felt like there was so much pressure to like look back over the 10 years and then recap it all into yeah. one thing. And then I was like, fuck, I didn't do anything the last 10 years. You did. But we've been recapping the whole time. Yeah. Sure. I didn't really feel, you know, I don't know. I guess if we're talking about social media. I didn't feel a lot of pressure. I didn't post like really any mm-hmm. like sort of end of the year things. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little post with Keith and I just being like, it was a great year. Like I got a new roommate, you know. But I got a new roommate. You got a new roommate. <laughs> um, but I, I don't, I didn't have like any like huge things happen this year. No, me neither. You know, I mean, was, the decade obviously was huge, but like, yeah. it was interesting. I think because I saw a lot of friends of ours and colleagues and just peers who were posting about how 2019 was such a hard year and such a hard year for so many people. And I remember just sitting there like, oh, was it? was it? Because it wasn't that hard for me. But that being said, I remember 2016, 2017, all of these people saying, 2017 was so good and I can't wait for 2018. And I was like, fuck you guys. That was the worst year of my life. And so I think it's really important to recognize no matter if 2019 was hard for you or great for you, that everybody has their time. So maybe it just wasn't your year. Because I I was almost feeling guilty. Like I wanted to post about how 2019 was so great, even though it wasn't, it was just good. Where I had multiple years that just weren't that good. And so 2019 was finally good for me. And then I felt kind of like, dang, everybody's such a downer. They're talking about how bad 2019 was. And and I remember going back to 2017 feeling like everyone was so happy. And so I'm like, maybe I'm just on the opposite schedule as everyone else. I don't know. I feel like I see it every year. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like I feel like I see it pretty much every year every year people talk about it's hard or it's the best well it was just there were so many challenges Mm -hmm, this year mm -hmm. so many things I couldn't have predicted and I think there's always you know so you and I kind of talked about this earlier today when we were walking that a lot of it does I think come down to your perception too like looking back at 2015 2014 2015 into 2016 for me were really rough years Mm -hmm. and I remember posting around 2017 and being like I'm so great like glad that it wasn't and I think that's a perspective shift. I think mm-hmm. some people 
can potentially always just see what was hard because there's never a lack of hard things, right? There's never a lack of frustrations. There's never going to be a lack of drama. There's never going to be, I think a lot of times it comes down to like your perception of events too. Yeah. So, you know, like for you in 2016, for me, 2014, 2015, very much like factual things. Sure, sure. You know, and and that's not to discount anyone else who's gone through factually hard things like losses, divorce, loss of job, change of job, whatever, like all those like kind of big life, like what Christine Rasmussen calls life interruptions. But I think sometimes for people, it's maybe smaller things, you know, that just feel like so. And, and so I do think it comes down to your perception too. And I was grateful to be able to notice when that shift happened mm-hmm. because I had been so mired in like in pain and hurt and like anger and all those things for like two years straight mm-hmm. that I was grateful to see the tide start to change and to recognize that it would have probably been easier to just be like, I'm single, this sucks. My husband cheated on me and keep that storyline going. Sure. Instead of recognizing like, oh, shit actually is changing. And mm-hmm. I can be grateful for the fact that I like have really laughed a lot more than I have. It's been a lot lighter than it's been, you know, mm-hmm. and, and start to notice those things. So I, I don't want to discount anyone's experience, but I feel like every single year there's always just a ton of like, this was the hardest year. And I certainly was doing that too in 2014, 2015. Yeah, but then there was actually hard things though. Like I'm just thinking, it, it looking on paper... Like nothing for me actually, like nothing really, nobody died. Like the years before, like my dogs died. I found out I, my dad was a different person. My husband <laughs> left me. Like there was some big shit. Yeah, but your life is on steroids. Last year, honest. it was like nothing like that happened. So I'm like, all right, it's a good year. Like there was no surprise. <laughs> surprise. I mean, there were some small ones, but I agree with you on the the the, the pressure to look back at the, the the decade. Yeah, you know, and I'm thinking like in 2010, fuck, I was a different person. Totally, you know, like I was still doing the dieting and the modeling and the competitions and yeah. really obsessive with that. I did like the 10 year challenge. I thought that was kind of cool. That would be easier than being like, let's like talk about every single year in between and like yeah. what we've done. And, you know, I think the 10 year challenge was kind of cool to look back and go, OK, you know, this was my headspace back then. I've done a 180 since then yep. and I can be grateful for it and still also not regret who I was in 2010. Yeah, I think that was a great part is looking back and like I wouldn't have changed anything. And I don't have any regrets about that. That person that I was. Yeah. One thing I love about New Year's and you know, new decade. So it's really that it was the two pieces, right? It's like the new year is one thing because everyone's always like, okay, new year, new me, or what do I want to change? And I love reflection because I think it gives us the time to actually just, whether you pick, you know, January one or you pick your birthday or whatever, but you spend some time reflecting and going, uh, do I need a course correct? And do I like where my life is going? Because I think so often we just get caught up in how everything is going and the day-to-day goes on. And if we never actually take a moment to stop and look back, we could just end up in someplace we don't want to be. Totally. It's like if you're just sitting in a boat and you don't have a direction to go, you can just float off into who knows where. So I love these times of year, even though I, I'm not big on like making a New Year's resolution, I do love a time like I said, sometimes I do this for my birthday. Um, my birthday's close to January, so it's kind of whatever. Um, or like school years. I always liked school years to look back. But I do like the place to look back and go, wow, I could have done things better. Or I'm excited about what's coming forward. Not trying to look back with regret, but just trying to look back and go, okay, this is how far I've come. Um, like giving yourself a pat on the back for like, look at how far I've come. Look how, what kind of a different person I have. Look what I've gone through and look where I am now. But it can also be a time of going, 
dang, I'm not where I wanted to be or where I thought I would be. That was a piece for me where I was like, I was laughing at myself of, you know, looking back 10 years and I was like, well, 10 years ago I was married. I was, uh, this, I was just like a different, completely different life. Right. I was like, this is where I was. And so I'm like, in 10 years from now, will I be like, well, I'm divorced again. (laughs) Um, like every 10 years, this is going to be a thing. So I think it's, it can be a place of, uh, hope, but it also could be a place of just feeling bad. Like we look back at the decade and go, man, I thought in my thirties, I would have had this shit together by now. I thought I would have had kids by now. I thought I would have been, uh, got my degree by now. I thought I would have been higher in my job by now. All these things that we can put pressure on ourselves that we're not yet instead of looking back and go, wow, look at what I grew through. Look what happened and look how, you know, how I turned out because of it. Look at where I am now. Look at the new relationships I have that I didn't have then. So it, back to your point about perspective, it is a big perspective shift of just how can we look back at the decade and see it for the lessons and, and have, gratitude for what we've been through and and they get excited about going forward versus feeling pressure and feeling guilt about where we're not and then feeling dread about what's coming forward. I also think it depends on where you put your priorities too, right? Like if you think about it, you know, we know a lot of people in the business space, entrepreneur space who are fucking crushing it, like seven figures, multiple seven figure businesses, like 10 person teams. Like, and I look at those people and sometimes, you know, I have feelings of like, you know, gosh, they're not any smarter than me. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not any like more resourceful. They don't have better ideas. I'm like, what's the difference, you know? And then I have to look back at, and it's not an excuse, but I'm just like, they've had a happy marriage for 20 years or 15 mm-hmm. years. And that's, it takes a lot of work. So I'm not discounting that, but I'm like, I was dealing with other shit. Yeah. You know, I was dealing with body esteem issues, uh, food related issues, uh, relationship issues. And it's not that it's an excuse. It's just like my priority wasn't full steam ahead at all costs. Let my health fall apart. Like, you know, we were in a mastermind a couple of years ago. I think we mentioned this last year on the wrap up that we were in a, a mastermind, Danny and I, two years ago with a lot of people who were extremely successful, extremely monetarily successful, absolutely hated their job absolutely hated what they did, hated the life that they had ended up creating as a result of it, felt trapped by it, um, had all the money in the world, but hadn't made choices based on lifestyle. And I was really grateful for those moments because people were coming to Danny and I and going, how are you doing what you're doing? Meanwhile, we're making a fraction of what they're making, but they see uh, the way that we live and they're going, how can I get some of that? And so, you know, I don't think any choice is better or worse. I think it all just depends on also where you put your focus, where you put your priorities, Um, you know, which kind of is, I was going to ask you this question and I'll answer it too, but what did you do different in 2019? What was different for you? What did you do differently? (sighs) Different circumstances? What was different maybe? 2019 for me, what was different was ultimately circumstances were different. Um, but at the same time, the same. So uh, 2018, I was living nomadic and I was going into 2019 doing the same, but I had different intentions going into 2019. I had an intention that by June, I would be in a new place. And the reason I wanted to be in a new place was because I wanted to be open to a relationship. Um, so going into the year, I was aware and, and I knew like six months, it was June 2018, I was starting to 
think that I wanted to be in a relationship again. And so I wanted to work on that. Um, I wanted to work on what was holding me back from that. So we were at Rhythmia. We went to Costa Rica to do an ayahuasca ceremony week retreat last February. So it was almost a year ago. And my intention going into Rhythmia was to really just work on kind of like healing my heart and just kind of getting like finally getting, I don't want to say getting all the way over the the divorce, but just like kind of getting rid of the last of the residue of what I felt was still holding me back, like relationship wise and trust wise. So I think I did have an intention because the year before, um, well, two years before I still was married and I was in limbo. And then the next year I had been about six months out and divorced, but I was nowhere near ready to get into anything new. I was still like just going through a lot. Uh, I just lost my dogs as well. And there was a lot of upheaval and just kind of deciding that I wanted to focus that year on me and living wherever I wanted to live and travel. And so really 2019 was setting an intention of, okay, I want to have more stability. I want to um, try to be in a relationship this year. And I thought that that meant being somewhere which was ironic that I met somebody who was traveling along with me. Um, so that was a big piece. I think it was really the intention going into the year that changed a lot for me. Mm-hmm. I know. I do think it's an energetic thing too. Mm-hmm. And it's funny you say that because I had kind of the exact same experience, but a year earlier. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there is an energetic too, like you mentioned it, like getting over the last of the trust stuff. Yeah. I think, you know, you and I had both dated off and on for a few years. Like, you know, I dated a dude for like a month or two months or whatever. And when you're doing that, you don't, there's no risk involved. You could take it or leave it. You know, like you might be a little bit attached to the person, but if they decide, you know, or you decide like it's a no. Yep. It's like, cool, you know, take it or leave it. You have, don't really have any skin in the game. And I think to intentionally be like, I might be ready for a boyfriend this year. Um, that takes a certain energy and it takes a certain level of courage and like going like, okay, fuck, like I'm, I'm going to start getting what I say, you know, tested. If I really do think that I can trust somebody, like, let's actually see, let's test the waters. And, you know, I went through that in 2018. You went through that in 2019 both like very different experiences. Um, but it does change how you show up in the world, you know, and I don't know that you wait to find someone and mm-hmm. then become that person. Mm-hmm. I think you almost have to become that person first yep, I agree. to attract that energy, you know? So I know for me, it was a lot of like cutting off fuck boys, like, mm-hmm. you know, just like any sort of like, we like strings, like texting threads that I had every once in a while with some of these dudes that I just knew weren't the ones. Um, I just stopped, I ignored them, like leave them on red, ignore them, turn them down, say no thanks, like doing the things that I probably wouldn't have done a year before. Yep. And really just the intention was not really necessarily even to like start looking, like I even actually got off dating apps and stuff. And, but to be like, okay, like I really might want something else. So I need to become the person who is ready for a relationship mm-hmm. and like, fuck, I was going out five, six days a week. You were too, like yep. we weren't, we weren't ready for a relationship. Yep. You know, we were still very much like having fun and, and not that relation, not fun. It's a different, different type of fun. Um, yeah. So the intention I think is important first. Yeah. One thing I love that I see people on social media is talking about, um, setting a word for the year, like choosing a word. And I, I have a hard time choosing a word, but I do like the idea of it because it is kind of like setting the ad intention. Like if you, ha- you pick your word and that is kind of your, what you want to focus on for the year or what is, you have a word that means something to you. And I, I think that more than re- resolutions and setting goals like that makes more of a difference in how your your mm-hmm. turns out is just setting like how do you want to feel how do you want to or who do you want to be I really you know once 
once the affair happened, I got really uh, almost like PTSD when people would ask me, like, where do you see yourself in five years? Right. Or like these goals, I would just like get triggered. Like, oh, I don't freaking know. Like, I didn't expect to be here. And so to this day, I don't really like to set big goal, like specific goals anymore. Like smart goals is supposed to be specific, measurable, whatever. I'm like, nope, I'm not going to do it. I think what I like to set goals for is like who I want, the kind of person I want to be and how I want to feel. So I know the kind of person that I want to be is more confident, is um, self-assured. I want people to feel good around me. I, I know how I want to show up in the world. So I work on as much as being that person instead of trying to hit a certain number of like followers on Instagram or trying to, and I feel like those external things come when you become that person you want to be anyway. So like if you have these big financial goals, who do you have to be to earn that kind of money? And I think if you work on becoming that person, then the money follows or then the influence follows or the Instagram follow, whatever it is follows if you work on becoming the person. So I'm no longer attached to like really specific number goals anymore you know I don't think they're wrong to set it's just I get a little uh gun shy now about around those that makes sense (laughs) yeah okay so we have we've mentioned recently we have another sponsor a new sponsor on the podcast CBD for life which I'm so excited about because one you guys these the podcast it ain't free it ain't free for us it's free for you (laughs) We have bills to pay with this podcast, uh, but CBD for Life, uh, they wanted to partner with us and Jill and I really only like to talk about products that we love and use and that have, you know, good companies. And this is a woman, um, a double woman owned company, mm-hmm. which I like. I feel like they might be the D- Danny and Jill of CBD. You know, I definitely love that it's a woman owned company. And I have to admit, like when um, I was seeing a lot of CBD stuff, you know, in our space and I was like, oh my God, this is the next like whatever, it, like fat burner. Like it just felt yeah. like it was everywhere. And I was super skeptical. Um, and then when they wanted to partner with us, obviously you and I were both like, okay, we want to try it first. So um, we ended up getting like a whole bunch of stuff. That's um, so great because they gave us everything from like, lotion to foot lotion to tinctures to like so all different ways roll on like you so you can put it on your skin you can take it orally like all this kind of stuff and I was pleasantly surprised that it like is not the placebo effect I was like that I was like oh my god people are just taking this and thinking it's I don't know like just I guess we're all supposed to think that it works it fixes um, everything and you know we always tell it to you guys straight like we wouldn't share something that wasn't working or that we didn't see a difference with um one of the things that I use the most is the tinctures Um, so for me, I will take that like throughout the day sometimes. And if I want to feel a little bit more relaxed at the end of the day, and I'm trying to maybe not drink wine or be a little bit healthier, (laughs) I will do a double dose of the tincture actually. So it's like one dropper full. Yep. I'll do two full ones of that, like right at the end of my workday. And it just does give you a little bit of a body high, like almost like having one single glass of wine, which I really liked. But for me, I did have to up the dose a little bit. Yeah. I agree with this. So if you guys want to try any of their products, go to cbdforlife.us and we always hook you up with the best discount. You're going to get 20% off if you use the best life at checkout. So check them out, cbdforlife.us. So y'all, we have another sponsor, Beekeepers Naturals, also sponsoring the podcast. Beekeepers Naturals is a product that you'll never guess where it comes from. Bees. Bees. (laughs) 
It's honey. It's propolis, which I had to look up how to say that. Um, it's just all of this fancy, um, really cool stuff that comes from bees and that gives you energy. And actually, I have a little story about this. Um, they sent us some product because we did want to try it before we even went on the podcast about it. And they sent this propolis spray. It's a throat spray, but Jill did not get it yet. They sent it to me because I wasn't so sure about you know, Jill and her packages. So I had them send it to me. And before we went on Christmas break, I was using it. It says like it's a good for travel and I'm traveling all the time. So it's like I was the number one signature product. Yes. Is their throat spray? The throat spray. So I was using it every single day. And I'm just going to say, Jill got sick. Jeff got sick. Danny J did not get sick. So I don't know what you want to take of that, but I'm just taking throat spray with me everywhere I go. So if you guys want to try it, um, go to beekeepersnaturals.com. And as always, we hook you up with a great discount. You will get 15% off of anything. I would say hook it up with this throat spray, especially it's still early in the year when those things are going around. Oh, yeah. And you'll get 15% off. And we thank them for sponsoring us. Did you set an intention for this year? No, I didn't really set an intention for this year. Um, except. Or like a feeling or like what you want to create. I think for this year, there were, there was two big things last year that I didn't, that I set to do that I did not do. And I was really uh, disappointed in myself for not following through. I think the first six months I really focused and then I just forgot. And that was um, doing a TED talk and then finishing my book. So I have already started applying. I applied to like 12 TED Talks last week. And so I just decided like if I wasted the whole year, like you know how they say 80% of the work is done in 20% of the time. I'm like, you know, ultimately this is how it really is. So I'm going to try to just front load my first quarter with finishing the book and doing the TED Talk stuff. Now I probably won't get the talk, um, but at least I can work on applications and like setting it in my calendar to make sure that I don't forget. Because it's so easy to set those kind of goals and then just not do them. Mm -hmm. So it's been a matter of looking at my calendar and really setting in time to, okay, I'm writing this day, this day, this day. I'm doing applications these days. So getting back to like my own planning, I used to have a really good system. And I actually teach this on the happiness diet. If you go to the happinessdiet.com, it's one of the priorities um, workshops I teach in there. But I used to follow it so well and it kept me on track with like really going, okay, what do I want to accomplish? And like, how do I break that down into small daily actions? And I just kind of lost track of that because we were traveling and there was a lot of things going on at the end of the year. And so I, it's really easy to lose sight of the goal. I think we can all do that where we're like, this is what I want. We write it down January 1 and then by June we've forgotten. And then you, you look back and I was looking, literally looking at my planner from last year and I was like, oh my God, I forgot about that. And th I was pissed at myself, honestly. But I also wouldn't have changed anything. So I'm like, well, well I love that you said is. that. Is so I just had my mastermind, my first mastermind live event last week, and one of the exercises we did with the girls was, you know, quarter number one goals, and it doesn't have to necessarily be a money goal. It can be a unit goal, it can be a product development goal, it can be, you know, it can be a numbers goal, uh, monetary goal. And so I basically said exactly what you said, which is oftentimes we set the goal and then we don't reverse engineer it yeah. to the point where it goes, okay, if I really want to do this, then what does someone who wants to reach that do on a daily basis? Yeah, yeah. What do I do on a weekly basis, right? So if I want to write a book, 
I can't just be like, I'm going to write a book and I'm calling myself out too. It's like, cool. If I'm writing a book, then like, what does a person who's writing a book do on a daily basis? Mm -hmm. They fucking sit in the chair and write, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I was like telling the girls, okay, what does that mean? If you say, I want to have 20 one-on-one coaching clients, then you're not, then don't, you know, fucking build a continuity membership or don't build, you know, a DIY fitness program. Like Mm -hmm. you said, this was your goal. So like everything needs to be with that end in mind. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I, I feel a little bit the same way. So last year was very much a big year of um, just like activities and stuff for me. So being in a new relationship and, you know, moving in together. And then I just took a lot more time away from work. I think probably the most I ever have mm-hmm. in the last 10 years, like taking weekends off and, you know, wanting to be off when Keith is off and spending time with him. Um, I think this year, my intention, I don't really have a word, but I have a, a feeling that I want to create. And I think it's nurture, which is like such a odd word for me. Cause that's not <laughs> at all. Like this doesn't come to mind when you think about me, but, um, it's not only nurturing like people or things. It's more about like how I want to feel because I have felt so up in the air in the last several years. I, I feel like, okay, I'm actually in a place now that I enjoy living. Um, I'm living with somebody and I also am like, I want to feel, I want to like, like where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I want to like, feel like, okay, this is like a spot that I could stay. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually looking at new places now. Um, and also I want to nurture relationships and I want to mm-hmm. nurture my clients too. And I've made some big shifts in my business to mm-hmm. spend more time, um, nurturing and making my current clients feel like seen, appreciated, serviced so that I can make sure that they get the best results versus always trying to like launch new shit all the time. So I made like a conscious effort to give a lot more face time to my current clients, a lot more access, a lot more just kind of guaranteeing them, uh, more time with me and yeah. more success. Cause I know that the more time they have with me and the more access, the better results they're going to get. Um, so I think nurturing, you know, my client relationships is, is key is focusing on, you know, who's in my life currently nurturing my my friendships nurturing myself uh with having a living space that I really enjoy Mm -hmm. and that it's not just like oh it's this place and it's at the beach which is great but like I want to have a place that's like an adult place Mm -hmm. you know where I feel like I've been kind of not like a kid but I've been kind of like on my own and I've been um you know not nomadic but it's I want to have a place that's like okay I could stay here for a while and kind of like nurture myself a little bit more I really love that. I want, I would like that as well. And I don't see it for the first half of the year, but I would like, I, I know last year I was like, I want to be in a place. And the you main wanted thing, more, you wanted stability I, a little bit. The more I wanted a place last year was because I didn't believe I could meet somebody when I was traveling around so much. Um, but now that I'm with somebody, I want a place because I'm just exhausted. <laughs> I'm just tired and to over tears. Yeah. And I want to put down, I want to be able to go deeper with community. Um, you know, one of the things I miss and that I thought was really cool was like when I lived in Las Vegas and when I lived in Salt Lake, I was like able to go on the morning shows and I was able to get involved in like, um, community events and kind of be known and, um, like get on covers of local things and like do local things. And when you're all over, you don't have that kind of local community. You don't, you don't have those kind of depths of relationships. And so I would like to find that place that feels like I can kind of, I don't want to say put down roots, but kind of just like, yeah, like feel like I'm not leaving or I can just be like, I can actually make friends and not like, Oh, I want to make friends. With you, but well, didn't you have like, remember on, on your uh, dating profile? Yeah, my dating profile said I'm probably leaving tomorrow. <laughs> and that's how I feel like even just living, you know, even in, in Wyoming, it was like, um, 
we're here for a week and then we're gone. And so we made some friends, but then we leave. And so it's hard even to maintain friendships that way, yep. you know? And it's been amazing because I have been able to see friends like this Christmas. I stopped in Florida and saw one of my best friends. And then we met some of Jeff's friends that we, he grew up with. And like, we get to see people all over, yep. but we don't get to have like those weekly lunches or like those monthly meetings with people. And we don't get to, you know, go deeper. And so I know Mark Manson's book, um, Everything is Fucked. He talks a lot about that, how he was like dating. He was like, he used to say, people would say like, why you travel all the time? And he's like, because I can and why not? And, and then it got to a place where he's like, in order to go deep, you have to like stay in one place. Like you can go all over and go really shallow. And that's how I feel like I've been. But now I want to like stay in one place and go deeper. Yep. So uh, I don't know where that is. I need to, that's a, something that wants to come, that needs to be decided this year. And I definitely feel like that it's time, like within the next six months. Um, but yeah, that's a big thing for me. And I don't know what the word is for that, but just, I don't even want to call it stability because maybe it is stability. Well, I, I mean, no, I mean, well, because you're stable, like even if you're traveling, you're still like, you're, you still have yeah. like, you know, an anchor, like whatever. I don't know. Maybe it's, I don't know what the word is. Just maybe someone could share. Yeah. Cause you know, the thing is, is I still love traveling. So I still yeah. want to like, same. still like once or twice a month want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to have a place <laughs> to put all my stuff under the bathroom sink <laughs> yes. and not have to bend over a, a suitcase and try to dig. <laughs> I'm tired of digging. Yeah. I don't want that dig life yeah, anymore. You're, you're tired of suitcases. Yeah. I get it. Yep. Um, so, I mean, the reason we wanted to really have this conversation was to just acknowledge the fact that a lot of you might feel a little bit uncertain. Maybe you're coming off like a really tough year. Maybe you're feeling, and and just you guys know us. Like you, you, we've told you so many of our stories over the last like two, three, four, five years that, you know, I mean, and not that like we need to be an example, but like it does ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. I think there are times when like things are fucking amazing and they're great and, and love that up and, and enjoy that and don't ever feel like, oh my God, it's the next tragedy is right around the corner. I don't think you have to live like that. But also if you are going through a tough time, we get messages all the time from people going through breakups, going through divorces, really, you know, uncomfortable relationship stuff. And I just want to validate that it is the uncertainty. There's nothing less comfortable than sitting in uncertainty but it is always transient. It's mm -hmm. always transient. Something happens at some point that pushes you to a direction. I talk to people all the time and they go, well, I kind of want to leave my job and I'm kind of feeling this way at my job and whatever. And I just, I literally say to them, you're going to leave your job. Like you just will, but it doesn't need, you don't need to push it. You don't need to like force it. The fact that you're even having this discussion means mm -hmm. at some point it's going to happen cool. We've already started the process. The process has already begun. The energy is yeah. always already happening. And so if you're going through something like that, just realize it is transient and all your only job is to take the next step. That's it. It's just like, cool, take the next step. Wake up tomorrow, do the next thing, do the next thing, do the next thing. And if you're in a great place and you're ready to fucking roll, that's awesome too. And I think there's something to be said for like, cool. Like if you're in a place where you feel like the energy is going, then fucking dig in and go all in. But I think it's okay to like still not have to pressure yourself to do any yeah. more than that. Yeah. I think at the beginning of the year can come with so much pressure totally. to do all the things. And, and what am I going to change this year? And like, don't beat yourself up. There's like nothing you want to change. You're like, fucking life is good, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't need to fucking yeah. make a million dollars or leave my job yeah. or start this thing or whatever. If you just feel like you are good, fucking own it. And some things just don't need to change because there's too many other things that have changed. Just like, just 
things could just be cool for now. Yeah, it's fine. I, I remember just feeling like... I was asking Danny a lot, well, just before you said it. I remember I asked you about last year. Mm-hmm. And you go, it was fine. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. It was okay. It have like a fine year. It doesn't need to be like... It wasn't like the best year ever. It wasn't like a super dramatic year. No, it was like 2019 was fine. It was a fine year. It was not... I'm not complaining about it one bit. Uh, you know, I felt like for so long I was treading water. And um, I felt like I was treading water or like drowning. Like I'm treading and then like something grabs my leg and pulls me under. And so I finally felt like I was just like on a raft. I was like, fuck, I can finally breathe for a little while. So if you feel like you're drowning or treading water, like there's a time. I, I remember just, I remember at the treading water phase, looking at people who I felt like they were just swimming and getting so far ahead. I'm like, there's no way I can catch up because I'm just barely staying afloat. Well, I had to take a year to just stay afloat. So maybe this year I'll paddle out a little. I don't know. But, <laughs> but uh, you it. know, after you go through some hard stuff, you don't, you don't mind just relaxing for a minute. Nope. You sure don't. But anyway, yeah, we'd love to hear y'all's. If you guys have a word, I yeah, want to hear it. I want to hear it. Um, if you had a hard year, we, we'll love the, to hear those shares too. And if you had a great year, brag about that because <laughs> I felt bad when everyone had a hard year and I was like, oh, I didn't. Or so. if you just had a fine year. Yeah, if you, you had a fine year. Love it. Awesome. All right. Well, you guys, you can chime in and put your comments at thebestlifepodcast.com. It's our private Facebook group. And uh, you can also follow us on the IG at The Best Life Podcast. We have fun over there and you can always hop into our DMs. Yeah. And we always share you guys. So we always, always, always appreciate it. It is literally the biggest compliment when you share um, our episodes with your people, with your friends, family, people you think might love the content who maybe need the content. Um, and if you share it on social media, let us know if you're out, you know, you're listening to it um, on the on your way to work or while you're working out or on your leisure walk, go ahead and tag us. Um, and we will always repost and give you lots of love. So you guys are the best. Yep. Thank, Thank you guys so much. Bye. All right. Bye guys. Bye.